0: yeah that was a little awkward okay (laughs) hey but we are thankful for so much and the great news is we have a national holiday coming up in just a few days thanksgiving where we can give thanks for so many things and today you'll find an outline inside your bulletin where one of the things we need to always be thankful for are the relationships that god gives us all kinds of meaningful relationships and today uh, we're going to look at, uh, uh, I go through an exercise I think will be very helpful for us, and that's to make a gratitude list. I mean, if you're like me, you probably think, well, I, I like saying thank you, and I, and I see the value in that, but I could probably be better at being grateful. Uh, there have been all kinds of scientific studies done on the benefits of gratitude, and Psychology Today ran a big article on this a few years back. and. They listed some of the benefits of just being grateful uh, physically and emotionally. They said that being grateful helps lower blood pressure. Being grateful strengthens our immune system. It helps us deal with aches and pains. It decreases anxiety and depression. They said that people who are grateful uh, sleep more each night. They spend less time trying to fall asleep, and they wake up better rested. I mean, who doesn't need that? And so those are just some of the physical and emotional benefits of being grateful, but the Bible tells us there is a spiritual benefit, that when we give thanks to God, I mean, it is the treatment for worry, because when we give thanks for all that God has already given us, why wouldn't he be faithful with all the problems that are coming today and tomorrow, and we don't have to be afraid anymore. And so this morning, we're going to talk about being grateful grateful for relationships in our lives. And I'm going to ask you to construct a gratitude list. Because over and over again, whenever, uh, it didn't matter what website you go to when you talk about how to be more grateful, they said there's two things that are key to being more grateful. One is to write down the things you're grateful for. And secondly, is to say thank you for the things you're grateful for. And if we do that on a regular basis, we'll be amazed and how much there is to be thankful for. Today, you're going to discover that in the area of relationships. Last week, we talked about a whole list of things that we're grateful to God for. David gave us that list in Psalm 103. Today, we're going to be looking at a number of other scriptures that talk about important things we can be grateful for in relationships. You're going to be encouraged today. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I pray that today you will help us be more grateful. I pray that you will remind us of people who have added things in our lives that we desperately need. And God, when we get to a holiday like this, I want us to have a whole bucket full of things, a whole list of people that we are grateful for. And we're going to start generating that list this morning. So I pray that as we go through some scriptures, that you would use these scriptures to remind us of people who have blessed us and encouraged us and helped us. Help us grow in gratitude, Lord. Strengthen our faith. We know you hear us because we pray these things together in the name of Jesus. Move me out of the way, Lord say whatever you want. Amen. So point one on your outline is simply this. We all, we all need meaningful relationships. Uh, from Genesis 2, the first page, the first, second page in your Bible, the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone I'll make a helper who's just right for him. And this is how it came about making Eve uh, from Adam's rib. But the idea there is simply this, that um, God had created all of creation in Genesis 1 and everything was good when he made the sun the moon the stars the fish the plants everything it was all good but then when the first time we find anything that's not good is when Adam's by himself Solomon knew all about this in Ecclesiastes 4 he wrote this he said I observed another example of something meaningless under the sun and this is the case of a man who's all alone without a child or a brother yet who works hard to gain as much as wealth as much wealth as he can but then he asked himself Well, who am I working for, and why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's all so meaningless and depressing. I mean, think if we just stop there. It's like, oh, that is depressing. Because when you think about the things in your life that you really enjoy, a fine meal, you know what makes a fine meal better? Good company sharing the meal. You go on a vacation, you see a beautiful view, you take a picture of it on your phone, you show somebody, you go, oh, this doesn't even do it any justice. But when you're standing there together, you can enjoy it. When you go through a hard time and you realize, oh, I've got somebody going through this with me, the burden isn't as heavy. I mean, this is good. God wants us to have meaningful relationships. And so we're going to construct a little list here. Now, this is point two. We should be grateful for the meaningful relationships God has given us. We've got seven different categories of this. And um, if we, if you need a pen, I'm going to ask you to be writing, just raise your hand if you need a pen, because... Um, we're going to be writing some names in on each of these categories here, and I want you to follow along with me. I'm going to use some scriptures to remind us of things, and when God reminds you a name, I want you to write it in. So just raise your hand, and usher will bring one to you if you need one. So we, first of all, you and I should be grateful for family. If we're going to be grateful for people that God puts in our lives, we have to start with family. A couple of different categories. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. I remember when I brought Debbie home to meet my parents and my family. I mean, they were just wowed by her. And I asked my dad after I brought her home, I said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, you let this one get away. You're a fool. (laughs) I agree. I mean, he was thrilled for me. He said, John, you hit the jackpot. Now, look, have you given God thanks for your wife or your husband lately? So if not, or even if you have, write their name down. Children are a gift from the Lord. They're a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. Some of you know our oldest son, Cameron, was born pretty premature. In fact, he spent the first 10 weeks of his life inside of a neonatal intensive care unit. He was born on May 1st, and we didn't get him home until the 4th of July. I mean, it was independence from a hospital day we brought him home and we were so grateful man it's good to be thankful for our kids how much joy they bring into our lives how much they teach us about love and how much we get to teach them we get to actively participate in building the future when we train them I mean that's worth giving thanks for if you have kids put the names of your kids in there write them down We're building a gratitude list. Proverbs 1, how about parents? My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My parents have gone home to be with the Lord. I can still put their names in there. If you are grateful for your parents, put their names in there. They're the ones, I mean, I meet people all the time that work so hard. I go, where would you learn to work like that? Oh, my dad taught me. That man could work. Somebody at the 8 o'clock service, they had um, brought me some uh, spaghetti and meatballs. It was a recipe passed down from their grandmother. And I love spaghetti and meatballs. They asked me what I thought. And I said, well, I think you need to make me another batch. I'm not sure. OK. That <laughs> was amazing. Maybe, you're, maybe you have a parent who taught you how to cook, taught you how to work with wood. Taught you how to throw a curveball. Write it down. If you're grateful, write their names in there. We're building a list. We're going to give thanks for them in a minute. Point B, we should be grateful for good friends. We should never take friendship for granted. Good friends, oh my goodness. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Paul wrote that to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.22. Maybe you're in a connect group with people who pray with you, who laugh with you, who encourage you, and you go, I'm grateful for these people. Write their names down. A couple of people you're just grateful for. They have really strengthened you in your walk with the Lord. I should have put the whole verse in there. That's really the second half. The first part of the verse, Paul's writing to Timothy. He says, look, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust and pursue righteousness together with people who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Maybe there's been somebody in your life who's helped you leave a lifestyle of sin, introduced you to Christ. Put his or her name down there. We're going to give thanks in a minute. This is a gratitude list. If we're going to grow in our gratitude, we need to write this down because we're going to give thanks for them. Look at Proverbs 18.24. There are friends, quote, unquote, who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 18.24. Real friends. This is more than a Facebook friend. You know, the games in November, the football games in November all add up, especially late November. This is going to determine playoff positions, bowl games, all kinds of things like this. And it's going to happen this next week. It happened some yesterday. Somebody's going to be lining up for a game-winning field goal, and they'll miss it. They'll shank it. It's a sure deal till they kick it. And then that kicker goes over the bench, and there isn't anybody in the camera shot. They're sitting there all by themselves. And sometimes the loneliest place to be is in a locker room full of people who knew that you had the chance to win the game and you blew it. And then all of a sudden you'll see that kicker sitting there by himself and a big old lineman will come over and put a hand on his shoulder and he'll tell him, I'm with you, you'll be okay. Now that's a friend. Sticks closer than a brother. He's with you in the good times and the bad. They don't just cheer you on when things are going well. This is the one who stuck with you when you lost the job. They came to see you after the divorce. They were there when you were in the hospital. If you got a friend like that, you write his or her name down now. That's worth being grateful for somebody like that. Point C we should be grateful for people who have encouraged and helped us. To encourage means to give courage. That means they're the ones who wrote the note when you were feeling down, they gave you the phone call and said, keep going. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you're already doing. First Thessalonians 5. And here's Solomon again. We read those verses before that if you're all alone, what are you working so hard for? Well, here's the rest. Of, here's a little more from Ecclesiastes 4. Two people can accomplish more than twice as much as one. They get a better return for their labor. One person falls. The other can reach out and help. But people are alone when they fall, they're in real trouble. A person standing alone could be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Who had your back this last year? Who helped you? You might have been moving in, and a person down the street you didn't even know at the time, they came over, and they helped you unload an entire moving truck, spent three hours, and they didn't even know you. Maybe you had a coworker, and you were trying to meet a deadline, and you were wondering how you were going to get it done. They stayed till 10 o'clock in the evening and helped you get that project finished. They didn't get time and a half. Other than you, nobody even knows that they helped. And they didn't care about the credit. They just cared about you. Write their name down. I mean, all of us have had people who've helped us. None of us have gotten where we are by ourselves. Story told of an old Texas rancher who was a millionaire. They discovered oil on his property, and he parlayed that into all sorts of ventures where he turned into many millions. And a uh, reporter came to an interview him one day, and he said, I hear that you're a self-made millionaire. And the old rancher goes, "Nah, I'm just a turtle on a fence post. And the reporter goes, what does that mean? He goes, well, if you're walking down one of these country roads out here and you see a turtle on a fence post, one thing you can be sure of is he didn't get there by himself. We're all turtles on a fence post. Somebody wrote that reference for you to get the job. Somebody did teach you how to hit that curveball. Somebody helped you get the scholarship. Somebody didn't let you quit. If a name comes to mind while I'm talking about this, write their name down. We're building a gratitude list. Write them down. Just put their name down. These are people to be grateful for. Point D, we should be grateful for people who have given us good advice. Good advice, timely advice. Oh, man, it was perfect. Oh. Get all the advice and instruction you can so you'll be wise the rest of your life. Proverbs nineteen twenty, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Sometimes it's people, they didn't even give you such good advice, but they listened to you, and they helped you figure out what you really wanted. They kept asking questions till the words came out of your own mouth, and you go, oh, that is what I want. If somebody comes to mind when I'm describing that, write their name down. Let the message about Christ, Colossians 3, Paul in Colossians 3, in all its richness, fill your lives teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Somebody opened up a scripture to you that just enlightened you completely. Changed your life. Oh, That's where I've been missing it. If a name comes to mind, write it down. There are so many people in my life who've given me timely advice. One of our sons going to college, it was like he did not get enough scholarship offering. uh, money offered to him to attend based on what we could afford and other things for him to go to the school he wanted. And so we went and talked to somebody who knew some things about financial aid at the school and said, you know, what do we do? And they said, well, write a letter and tell them you need more financial aid. I went, they're not going to listen to a letter. Some parents, they'd probably get a million of those letters. And I said, well, you sure won't get any help if you don't write the letter. That worked for me. So we wrote the letter. Son really wants to attend, this and this, and here are our needs. Wrote the letter. Do you know that we got more scholarship funds? And he went to school there. Now, I'm making a disclaimer here. I can't promise that's going to work for everybody, okay? But we thank the person who gave us that advice. We never would have even tried. We would have given up without trying. Is there somebody who's done that for you in your life? They told you, send the letter. Apply for the job. Or they gave you some great counsel that saved you great pain. If so, write their name down. Point E, we should be grateful for people who have pushed us. This isn't even just good advice. This is advice that you needed to hear even if it hurt. Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider how we may spur one another on. And spurs mean spurs. Spurs hurt, but they make you run faster. How many may spur one another on toward love and good deeds? Let's not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let's encourage one another. And all the more, as you see the day of Jesus' return approaching, Hebrews 10. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Proverbs 27, 6, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. They care enough to tell you the truth. Some of you know that I worked at Fraser Methodist in Montgomery for almost 20 years. I served under a senior pastor there. Uh, His name was John Ed Matheson. And John Ed, uh, from time to time, would give me uh, things, advice that would really push me. I remember one time there was a fellow who had some disagreements with me over ministry that was going on at the church at the time, and John Ed offered to mediate the discussion to help resolve the differences. Well, we talked for about an hour and a half or so, and didn't go well. The guy left, and John, Ed, and I talked for a minute after he left, and I said, well, how do you think that went? And he said, well, John, I've always discovered that if people stop listening, I need to stop talking. And I said, well, do you think I said too much? He said, he quit listening 30 minutes before you stopped talking. I said, John, you got a lot of ministry gifts, but you need to quit talking so much. You were trying to win. You didn't hear what he said. Man. Obviously, I have not forgotten that conversation. Do you have a friend like that? John Ed told me that because he loved me. Not because he hated me. If a name comes to mind, write it down. A friend will sharpen you. We're going to give thanks for them in a second. Point F, we should be grateful for people who have forgiven us. Colossians 3, you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Do you have people in your life who have taken that to heart with you? You said something really stupid. And... You apologize later, and they said, Hey, don't, don't worry about it. I forgive you. Let's move on. Could be your spouse, could be your kids, could be a coworker. You you blew it. You promised you'd get something done on time, and you didn't even come close to following through. And when you apologized, they said, Well, I forgive you. Oh my goodness, have we thanked the Lord for people like that who've forgiven us? People don't have to forgive. And some don't. sure is a blessing when we receive it. Gee, we should be grateful for people who prayed for us. Listen to a couple of scriptures here. Paul writes the Colossians and the Thessalonians, we always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. Some of you have a grandmother who prayed for you for 20 years. If so, Write her name down. Some of you, your spouse prayed for you. Your parents prayed for you. You have a neighbor who's been praying for you, and you know it because they told you. I met somebody yesterday at this uh, Capital Ten Miler we were putting on, a participant in the race. that came up to me after the run, and we were talking, and I said, hey, uh, John, I, um, I want you to know I pray for you all the time. And they referenced a situation that they knew that had been a really difficult difficult situation where I was the one helping broker a confrontation with some folks between some folks and uh, they said they had had to leave the meeting early they said they got in their car and they had called the mom and said mom you need to pray for John Schmidt right now because he could use a lot of wisdom and that person said they prayed for me all the way to the next appointment He said, I do that for you all the time. I mean, how humbling is that? How amazing is that? i got that person's name written right here. Has somebody been praying for you? Jesus said, suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, and you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out of his bedroom, don't bother me door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Do you have someone in your life who's prayed that way for you persistently? Put their name down. And that brings us to a life application. The reason we've been writing all those names is so that when we come to the Lord and we offer thanks and we give thanks for things on Thanksgiving, we now have a list. We've got a laundry list of people. People who, have, who are mean a lot to us because they're family. Good friends. People who have encouraged us, given us good advice, pushed us, forgiven us, prayed for us. You've got names now to pray for, and we're going to pray together for these people in just a second. Did Paul do this? Yeah, Romans 1. Let me first say that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. 1 Corinthians 1. I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he's given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus. If we're going to get better at gratitude, we need to get used to making lists. They don't have to be official lists like I've put together here for you. There's a little paragraph at the bottom of this page right here where a writer named Sabrina Alexis said the most powerful thing that happened in her life was when a teacher told her to keep a gratitude journal. Every day, write down three things you're grateful for, but you can't have any reruns. She said the longer she went, the more and more things she had to think of to be grateful for. Found the whole experience life-changing because all of a sudden now she was looking for things to be grateful for, and she found way more than three every day. She said it was Life-changing. It's life-changing when we make a list and we say, Lord, I'm grateful. At least that's what I hope will happen because we're going to pray right now. So you can keep this list in front of you and you can pray with your eyes open if you wish, but I'm going to use all those points that we had and I'm going to guide us through some prayer time. This Thanksgiving, we're going to be ready because we're going to give thanks right now for people who deserve our thanks and for whom we're grateful. Will you pray with me? Oh, Lord Jesus, I don't want us to miss this opportunity to give you thanks. First of all, Lord, I just want to thank you for my family. And just a moment of silence right where you are. Would you thank God for your spouse? Would you thank God for your kids? Would you thank God for your parents? Thank God for them by name. God, I pray we will never take our families for granted. Thank you. Thank you for every day we have with them. Father, I just give you thanks for my good friends. Would you thank God for at least one good friend? Somebody who stood by you when when life was going sideways. Somebody who understood you when nobody else did. Thank God for a good friend. Right now, by name. Oh, God, I thank you for my friends. Would you thank God right now for somebody who encouraged you? They picked you up when you were feeling so low. They helped you when you didn't know where to turn. Give God thanks for somebody who helped you or encouraged you. Right now, give them thanks by name. And while you're still praying, would you thank God for somebody who gave you good advice? It was exactly what you needed to hear. You would have made a terrible decision. Or because of their advice, you made an amazing decision. They were just at the right place. God put them there. Give God thanks. would you thank God for somebody who cared enough to tell you the truth? Who pushed you or else you never would have finished the run? Who held you accountable to a goal even when you were ready to quit? Who told you you talked too much? Because they cared for you. If a name comes to mind, you pray for them right now. Say, thank you, Lord. I need them. And would you thank God for somebody who forgave you this past year? You blew it. You were wrong. You know you were wrong. And they accepted your apology. And they don't hold it against you. you say, thank you, Lord, I just needed their forgiveness and they gave it. Thank you, Lord. It means the world to me. Would you thank God for someone who's prayed for you? Might be your grandmother, your mom. Could be somebody who's been praying for you for years. And you know, because they've given you, a no- they've written you notes, and I'm praying for you. And you know they mean it. Pray for that person right now and say, "God, I thank you that people are praying for me. I can never do life on my own. Thank you, Lord." God, I thank you for people in our lives who knock on the door of heaven and they just keep knocking. I thank you for people in our lives, Lord, they ask and they ask again because they love us and they care for us. Father, I thank you for the people in our lives who seek what's best for us from your throne. I thank you for people in our lives who've pushed us, who stood by us, who walked us through those dark times of grief, and who celebrated with us the best times in our lives. I don't ever want to take those people for granted. Our days are short here, and the times we have together are so few. Not this Thanksgiving, Lord. I'm not going to miss the opportunity this time. Thank you, Lord. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, the strong name of Jesus. got one more life application. Again, it's important to make a gratitude list and to thank God. It's also important we make a gratitude list if we have the opportunity and people are still alive and it's possible to, to thank them personally, to give thanks to them. So inside your bulletin, you will find a thank you note. We have put one in each inside of every bulletin. I want you to take it out. I want you to open it up. Because we're going to ask you to write a thank you note right now. Did the people do this in the Bible? Yeah, the life application, by the way, is we need to thank others and tell them. And tell them. I mean, gratitude unexpressed is like wrapping a gift and not giving it. And this is wonderful. Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Philemon. Paul wrote again, I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep you hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. Mm. Now, I know some of you write thank you notes all the time, and some of you, this is not something you do all the time, so I'm going to give you just five pointers for writing a good thank you note. And I um, did a little research on this. And after you say, dear John, or dear Bob, or dear Susie, say thank you. Thank you for the, I am grateful for the, I appreciate that, or I appreciate you. Secondly, state the gift of the act. Be specific. I mean, tell them what you're thankful for. I wrote these so they're not terribly creative. Okay, thank you for the beautiful necktie. I am grateful for your amazing hospitality. I appreciate you holding me accountable. we go to the next slide. That's step two. Here's step three. Say why. So thank you, Bob for the necktie, because I have a job interview, and this tie will make me look like a pro. (laughs) I wrote that. Okay, that's really good. Okay. (laughs) Or, thank you for your hospitality. Whenever I visit your house, I feel like part of the family. You know people you could do that with. Thank you for holding me accountable. I never would have been able to run 10 miles if you hadn't stayed after me. And then add a forward-looking statement. Let's grab lunch together soon. I look forward to seeing you at the Christmas party. I'll remember everything you told me. I'll never forget you. These are meaningful thank yous. And then the last part is just give your regards with much gratitude, sincerely, warmly, with love. Now, you've got to choose the right one here. Don't write with love to your boss. That could get weird, OK? All right? But, but you can put sincerely on any of these if you're sincere. And so we're gonna keep these, if we go back to step one again, we're gonna keep these instructions up here and for the next few minutes right now, we're gonna ask you to actually write a thank you note, right here, right now. I don't want you to leave, don't want you to step out, I want you to sit down and write a thank you note. Even if you haven't written one before, write one now. To whom? To one of the people you just prayed for. And just write a note and tell them why you're thankful. Could be just, it's the very thing you just prayed about. Let's not only tell God, let's tell them. And so we're going to give you about three minutes right now, two or three minutes. I want you to take some time. I want you to fill out a thank you note right now. Just say thank you and be specific why. Be specific what it was and tell them why it meant so much to you. God is pleased when we do this. Fill it out. A couple minutes, I'll have a word of prayer for us. Fill it out.